Hey everybody, I'm Josh. And the Foo here tagging along. Be sure to catch us on Foobar Sports. Listen in now on Tuesdays. Catch us on any major podcast app or our own website, foobarshow.com. You can also find us on our Facebook group, Foobar Sports. Join in on the conversation, sports talk, latest rumors, and sports news. Foobity-doobity. Martini Studios in Ontario, California. It's the Fubar Show. And what's up, everyone? I am Josie. I'm Josh. And the Pooh. And thank you all very much for listening to the Fubar Show. Thank you for downloading the part of my favorite podcast app, subscribing, and telling your friend like a champ. You can always reach us at Fubar Show. That's FWBarshow.com. And FWBarshow is your handle on Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram. Check us out, drop us a line, and we'll fill it up like a couple of foos. Ain't that right? Foos. Seafood. Of course. Yes. Foos on tap today. We have cool stuff to talk about in <laughs> regards to Endgame. We got some spoilers. Just turned yeah. into how it's, Howard Cosell. We can't not talk about it. And I think everybody who listens to the show on a regular basis would expect us to talk about Endgame, seeing that it's such a pivotal time in comic book cinema history. If you haven't seen it by now, you're missing out. Yeah, that's all I gotta say. Yeah, and I encourage everybody to do it now. Um, and we'll go into it, so let's not, you know, go yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah, right we now. won't jump into it now. Um, but there's other things. Uh, me and Fusi over here caught April Foolishness this last yeah, Friday. Yeah, Kevin and Beans, uh, April Foolishness 2019. It was so good. It was great. It I was mean, so good. From the get, they even had uh, Muggos. Muggos. Muggos, uh, beer mug, did a whole rap parody video mm-hmm. that they played for the beginning of the the beginning of the show, which was amazing. It was great. It was funny. <laughs> uh, Ray Romano opened, or actually, no, the Jordan Conley guy. Their yeah. contest. He winner. won the contest to open up the entire show. Yeah, and it was very impressive. I liked it. He was him. good. He was very good. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see more stuff from him. Mm-hmm. And also, there was a rap I hear. A rap battle. A rap battle between Kevin and Bean themselves, uh, which was surprisingly really good. They were flowing, dude. Dude. They were flowing, and dude, they they were roasting each other in that rap battle. That thing was fierce. Oh, no bards hold between those two. No holds barred, for sure. Why do you always say that backwards? Jesus Christ. I think I'm dyslexic. Why do you even bother? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. So Jensen Carp is the one who uh, put this together. He also has a show on uh, what is it? TNT, TBS, TBS. Drop the mic. Drop the mic. Or you know anybody who's seen it. And this is actually an idea that came out of uh, what's that late night show? Host? James Corden. James Corden uh, put that together first, and then Jensen's like, "I'm a hip hop expert. I can run with this." Uh-huh. Which and and he's just been producing it, and it's a great show. He coaches some of them too, uh-huh. like some of the actors and stuff that are on there. So and that's what he did. In in this example with Kevin and Bean, he coached them individually. Mm-hmm. So even he, it was funny when he was just like, "Wow, this is surprising. They're flowing surprisingly well." Yeah, I was not expecting any of this. This is turned out better than I expected. Yeah, yeah, it's the ch- best of all worlds for sure. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, Goddamn, uh, Adam Ray always makes me laugh. Eddie Ift was hilarious. Eddie Ift, Greg Fitzsimmons, Greg he's a Fitz- classic, oh, dude. That guy is so classic. Uh, All the comedians were awesome. They were great. And you know, for those, we'll hear about it by Kevin and Bean themselves. I'm sure they'll recap it. Mm-hmm. But you know, the whole thing ended up being a, a really nice send off. 
for, for Bean, Bean because he's much. leaving the country this, and he's leaving the Kevin this and Bean is show. His, like their it's last, his last, their last conjoined one, right? Pretty well, much. they're gonna have Weenie Roast still. They're gonna have uh, probably Acoustic mm. Christmas, and so that would. Well, be no, the, he's the gonna leave before ones. Acoustic Christmas. Is that what he said? He's gone in September. Oh wow! Yeah, so yeah. So up. he's leaving. So pretty much, I think Weenie Roast is gonna be the last that's major major thing that they have oh, together. Shit. So I'm probably gonna go want to go to Weenie Roast if it's a. Uh, Bean's last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tickets actually get announced on Monday, right? Yeah. And yeah. they go on sale on Thursday. Yeah. And for people who don't normally listen to Kevin and Bean's show, these guys have been around for 30 years. These guys have been a staple in Los Angeles morning radio for the last 30 fucking years. Now, granted, they've been only funny for the last 20. Yes. But, <laughs> uh, but you funny. know, n- nonetheless... They uh they they've launched other careers. I mean, who who has come out of those hallways? I mean, you got Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel, Kimmel, Adam, Adam Carolla, Matt Money Smith, Matt Smith, um, Ralph Garman, yeah, Ralph Garman, and amongst others, Mike Catherwood, Mike Catherwood, yeah. uh, Doctor Drew is always on there. Though Wait. I though I don't think he was launched. I think he's just a friend of the show. He's right? a fr- he's been a friend of the show because he's been on K Rock for all these years. Yeah, um, he's been Loveline. on. He's he started Loveline before Kevin and Bean started, so he's been doing Loveline for a lot longer. Mm-hmm. than the Kevin and Bean show's been around, which Loveline is no longer a thing, at least not with Dr. Drew. It's its its own thing with other with other members now. So yeah. um, I was really excited to go see that send-off, and it was really put together really nicely. Yeah, the way they, especially the way they constructed their lineup, mm-hmm. having Felipe Esparza and Adam Ray to finish it off completely. Yeah. Oh, man, that was great. Yeah, they had the rap battle like as an intermission type of thing. Yeah, like, pretty in much. The middle so of So that everything. way people could get up and everything. I thought that was a great idea because I had to actually go pee right before that happened. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. Good thing I made it back in time. No, it was great. I had a great time. I recommend if anybody hasn't checked out Kevin and Bean, in case you don't live in uh, Los Angeles or if you're not in one of the syndicated cities that they're a part of, they have a podcast. I mean, every show is put together into a 90-minute podcast mm-hmm. and you can just listen to it there so it's very entertaining of course you know and i put this in the caption of our, the picture that we put up on instagram it they're not without their faults you know and they pushed out some really good talent most recently yeah and and, in, in a May. bad way i mean it just it, it put a lot of people off to the show and and who they are as a show and that kind of thing but you know what it didn't come down from kevin and bean to get rid of that talent like ralph garman lisa may and the way they did uh was just not classy at no all. not at all not at all. I, I was very upset mm-hmm. the day I found out Ralph was leaving. I remember I texted you guys like, what is happening? Yeah. Like, this What? And then when I read more into it, mm-hmm. when Ralph revealed exactly how it went down, mm-hmm. it, it left a bad taste in, in me. In a lot of people's mouth. I would be surprised if it didn't upset pretty much like 90% of the fan base. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you got a lot of people who were talking shit, but Kevin and Bean had nothing to do with it, apparently, based on... Who made the decision? Now they they made the decision amongst themselves not to um, tell Ralph, yeah. <laughs> which was which I think really was a shitty the idea. Way. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Fu, you actually did something else, right? You yeah, you guys would never believe. Now, Fu, uh, guess where I went last night? Somewhere. Yeah, how'd you know? <laughs> hey, so I, I went to this place called Break Room eighty six or some shit like that. It was in it's in LA. Uh-huh. It's kind of a speakeasy type of place where you get in through the back. It's oh. all kind of like shady the, alley. Yeah, you're shady. About to get stabbed. Yeah, exactly. Shady <laughs> alley. You're about to get stabbed. You can only go inside as little groups. Okay. Um, because they have to walk you through like this hallway. Well, that just like, sounds like a great time. Yeah, it's it was weird. It was weird. And then all of a sudden we stop at uh, the end of the corridor uh, which 
kind of snakes a couple times uh-huh. and then you get to the, like this old school looking vending machine and then the I guess the tour guide or the hostess so kind of, that's walking you in puts a, se- a sequence in and all of a sudden no the- no oh. it just opens it all together and it's like oh it turns out that it's a door to this fucking cool club what now one thing that wouldn't that you wouldn't believe is that it's an 80s club and you know how I feel about the 80s <laughs> you went to an 80s wow, club you I were, went to an 80s you're club you're not a man of your word and man my, I gotta say I was pleasantly surprised Everything was very tasteful, very tasteful. You know what? It almost, it really had the feeling of late 80s. It okay. was, it was okay. almost grungy in there a oh. little bit, but they were still playing a lot of the good 80s hits. If you know me, you know, I don't like that new wave synth pop 80s stuff. And they stayed away from all that crap. They were even playing some 80s hip hop. The groove was definitely down. Like I was down with it, you know, and then mm-hmm. they have some uh, karaoke rooms in there too so i mean that's really the draw for a lot of people they have multiple karaoke rooms one in fact the one that we were standing by while we were hanging out was inside of this phone booth so you go into this phone booth and then the the wall of the phone booth opens up into a karaoke room oh so they had like cool theme the the wall was just uh, a bunch of lockers like a high school locker kind of thing and then there were inside there were like saved by the bell kind of okay kind of a little bit um, and uh, it was a cool lounge area, man. And they had a an outside area. They had like a vendor outside, like a taco truck, even kind of Ooh. thing. But it was, uh, but it looked like a taco truck. But once you paid attention, it was actually serving alcoholic drinks. Wow! In in like Dang. an eighties theme, though. Dang! So it was it was kind of weird. But uh, what about the music? The mu- the music was good, dude. They were playing like good eighties music. The stuff that if you were to turn on, let's just uh, for example take Sirius XM. Uh huh. And if you were to turn it to the 80s station of Sirius, what do you get? You get Flock of Seagulls. You get all this crappy synth pop that just drives me insane. The bands that you should be hearing are the bands that actually had some quality to them. Shit, I mean, they were weaving in Bruce Springsteen, early okay. Bruce Springsteen. Oh. Uh, the Cars, the Bangles, the Go-Go, st- like real rock and roll, you know, mm-hmm. that was um, that a lot of people, when they think of the 80s, don't normally think of them. Yeah. yeah. It, but it's quality music that bugs me that they don't get that kind of nostalgia. Uh, the nostalgia you get when you talk about the 80s is the tight pants, the big hair, the shoulder pads, the goofiness and uh, and cheesiness but of the 80s. And that, But that's what people love about the 80s, yeah. the cheesiness. It's like uh, that's what you see mostly because it's so off the mm-hmm. wall and that's, that's the thing that pops. Mm-hmm. You know, the other stuff kind of blends into like how it's because it's the beginning of the 90s area at that mm-hmm. point so it, it kind of blends like it's weird from 86 to like 89 it somewhat bl- just blends right into the 90s well i mean no decade starts at the beginning of the decade no, there's, no, there's no. some spillage you know yeah from one to the other but um i guess what really bugs me about what people consider to be quintessential 80s is early 80s is that when the new wave came in the new wave of english bands that were using the influence of disco that came from the 70s so a lot of electronic beats and they were pretty much just busting out their casios and putting together some songs and, which kind of like everybody ended up liking like you know the shit that came out of depeche mode and all that shit yeah. so uh which drives me up the wall i can't stand it <laughs> i can't fucking stand it. it has no soul behind it it's very robotic it drives me insane 
Okay, I understand. I, I can't fucking take it. Yeah, but, but but this place was good though. This place was really good. It was very everything was very tasteful. They had a dance floor. They had oh one thing that really stood out to me is when I was closing my tab, I had to wait like an extra fifteen minutes to close my tab because as I told her what my name was, so I can close out my tab. You know how like every bar has that back wall with all their liquor on it. Yeah, it. It went down, what? and then behind that was a stage of uh, break dancers. Dang. <laughs> so they start playing some like eighties hip hop, yeah. and then some break dancers were just going with it. And I was like, "Oh, that is sick!" Wow. And I, and I was like front row center because I was at the bar. That's pretty. Dope. <laughs> trying to close my tab. So it was very, it was very cool. I recommend if if anybody has a chance to go out there. There was no cover charge. Uh, you just walk in there. Now the the drinks aren't cheap, and they're. Because, you know, by, by and large, a lot of them are uh, themed. Uh-huh. Like, for example, the reason I was there, too, is because I was celebrating my little cousin's birthday. And uh, one of the drinks that she was drinking was Rum DMC. Rum DMC? <laughs> yeah. So they had, like, little punny fucking drinks in oh, there and okay. shit. What, what kind of drink was it? Rum and what? It was rum and some other shit. Uh, I don't even know, man. I, I tasted it. It was... Uh, it, everything was very generous with their alcohol, oh. for sure. So you got your money's worth, at least. I got a few Jack and Cokes and uh, on an empty stomach. That'll really fuck you up. So um, anyway, it was a great time. And another thing that stood out about that whole night was that I went with my wife, Steph. You guys all know Steph. Uh-huh. And <laughs> so it was my cousin... In between Steph and I, so it didn't look like Steph and I were like hanging out, but we were all talking amongst ourselves, but there was still some distance from me to Steph. Uh And some guy walks up to Steph and starts like hitting on her. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, I'm like, this is interesting. So, uh, because it doesn't happen a lot because we don't go out a lot. So I'm like, oh, this is interesting. So I just start watching. took a back seat. Yeah, I took a back seat for a few minutes and I'm like, is she going to shut this guy down? But like she was too shy to do it or, and the music was too loud for her to even say a peep that wouldn't require him to like lean in to 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 hear her talk so she was just really telling him i can't hear you i can't hear you and she like and would look at me periodically and i'm just kind of smiling <laughs> like when are you gonna shut this down like do i really have to be a dick and go up there and say hey man you know she's taking her that kind of thing i hate doing that i hate it so what ends up happening is <laughs> that after like a minute or two, my cousin's just like, hey, you know, <laughs> like at some point you like, like you got to step in. Yeah. So I did. But I was trying to be funny about it. Like I remember being a young dude at a club trying to pick up and not I'm not necessarily looking at ladies fingers to see if it has a ring on it. At least, you know, I, I, I've, I've been in this dude's position before. Yeah. So I go up there. I was like, what's up, bro? How you doing? You know, my name's Joe. Are you, uh, like, where's the party at, dude? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> and he's just like, I don't know, dude. It's nice to meet you. That kind of thing. Like, I'm totally interrupting his flow of conversation that he's trying to have with Steph. <laughs> I, like, totally went in there. Totally, like, funny, obnoxious, fucking high energy guy. And so he felt a little awkward, but he didn't know what was going on. And I'm just like, so I'm like, what's going down, dude? Did you bring the Coke? Like, what's going down? We got to make this shit happen. Uh-huh. And he's just like, no, I don't have. And then finally he, he asks, he's like, so you know her? I was just like, yeah, a little bit. It's like, <laughs> what, what are you like? One of her friends or something? He's like, no, that's just my wife. <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh, well, this got awkward. I'm like, yeah, it's cool, though, man. Like. <laughs> it's cool though go for it no no i didn't i didn't say it like that which like it's cool dude like i guess no. i'll see you later he's like yeah and he shook my hand and bounced <laughs> so you know I, I didn't make him feel like an asshole but it was uh but he felt like an asshole he probably just by, de- just by default of the nature of the situation i'm sure that he felt a little bit like an asshole but he what he didn't know he's just yeah. a young a young lad trying to get some tail <laughs> which makes me feel a little bit better because i'm just like hey my wife still got it you know she- <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
she can still attract a young gentleman to go see uh, what's going down. And there. now there's another notch in your cap. Yep, yep. <laughs> notch in my cap. With a feather. And a feather on my belt. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Now you're getting it. So that was funny. And um, and yeah, dude, I recommend everybody go check that place out. I really, really think everybody should. They do it really tastefully. If anything, this should be the nostalgia people have about the 80s. It actually makes... It would turn me around. Yeah. It wow. really would. Damn. It really would. I never, too bad, I never too, thought I'd hear, hear this. Too I bad know, people right? are this too is fucking a, stupid because this is never going to happen. This is a monumental moment for Josie. I'm, t- I'm saying. I was very impressed. And by the way, going back to those karaoke rooms, I heard that there were like a grand to rent for the night. A grand? Yeah. Damn. Because they're pretty sizable. Oh, yeah. Downtown? No no problem. You, they're pretty sizable rooms. Like you can throw a party of like 20 people in there and still have like a good amount of room. Because I took a peek in there and one of them was uh-huh. like the one behind the, the phone booth that I was describing earlier. Yeah. And yeah, dude, like this guy was going. I thought there was a band in there because this guy was getting down. Foobar karaoke night. <laughs> yeah, I'm not spending a grand in one of those. Oh. <laughs> we'll figure it out Donation, somewhere else. Donations accepted. Yes, we do take donations. <laughs> there. You can come with us too. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I thought that was pretty dope, but fucking expensive. <laughs> oh, I a bet. Grand? I bet. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you have to have enough people to split it and all that shit. It sounds like it would be fun if you had enough. That's only people. like twenty five bucks if, 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 if it allows forty people. Yeah. I don't know that forty would fit, but you have the right idea. Like you can split it amongst yeah. a, a large amount of people. Mm-hmm. So. That was my experience. Fucking funny experience with Steph and everything. I was just like, why didn't you shut him down? She's like, I don't know. I didn't know what to do. This is they're, both, the they're both all embarrassed. Right? <laughs> I've never gotten hit on before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, at least not recently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, amongst other things, we saw Endgame, everyone. And uh, let's just let's just start geeking out. Let's just start geeking out. The end game. Yeah, man. Oh, my God. Now, I need to warn everybody that there's going to be a few of these. So, you know, proceed at your own risk. Get the fuck off the page. Yeah, just just (laughs) shut it down, mute it, do what you got to do. But you're going to be missing out on about 30 minutes. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So don't say we didn't warn you fucks. We warned you fucks. Yeah. So, let's proceed. Let us proceed. What did you guys think of Endgame? I thought it was a great movie. I thought it was extremely satisfying. Very much. It closed out a lot of little tropes and plot holes. One me. of the things that stood out to me was that it was a complete 180 of what DC gave us with their Justice League movie. Oh, yeah. 100%. It they, was, it it was what, I mean, I'm not going to say it's the best edited Avengers movie. There are better edited Avengers movies there that we've seen. But in terms of trying to piece all these things together from 11 years of cinema mm-hmm. and how many movies? We're talking 22. like 22, like two movies a year. 23 movies. Including, including this one, right? Endgame, yeah. uh, no, including the next Spider-Man movie. Oh, oh okay. that's right. That's right. Okay. You wouldn't think they did. And, you know, now I know why they needed three hours to do it. Mm-hmm. It's just so much that they had to wrap up. That they needed all three hours. And I, mm-hmm. I think there's like over a half an hour of deleted scenes mm-hmm. and a deleted story from this movie mm-hmm. that they're going to be probably adding on yeah. in the Blu-ray. Hands down, one of the best completions, finales, finales of yeah. a saga I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like the way they wrapped everything up, like, you know, spoiler alert, dude Thor. 
Yeah. You oh know, my God, that was such a great the Thor Lebowski. The, the Thor Lebowski. The balls on Marvel to do to that. To do that, that, <laughs> that was great. Just chilling with uh, Korg and uh, Meek in his, his little gut? with his gut. Uh, <laughs> how many guys are we gonna see on Halloween playing, <laughs> playing dude Thor? Oh, I dude, want. I to got do it. it. You're I gonna can, do it, Foo. Because I mean, how can you, you can, not? You can. Foo. You, told, you already have the beard. You already have the gut. <laughs> you just get like I'll just a wig. I have to practice my Nordish you'll, accent. You'll <laughs> finally, you'll finally. You're already Dutch. I mean, I mean, you're from Futopia. Some Dutch are. <laughs> There's from someone. There. Yeah, <laughs> like, come on. It's this is called Deutschland or not Deutschland? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Now it's Holland, offensive. Holland. <laughs> now it's offensive. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta call them Holland. Isn't that weird? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, we're gonna see a lot of a lot of those guys on Halloween, especially you know the big guys that are probably a little shy to put on the costume. Fuck this yeah. is their out. Hey man, <laughs> Steph has been bugging the food of go to get in shape and be Thor for Halloween. Now for like I the have past a loophole. Four Halloween's boom. <laughs> yeah, you do. Whatever dude. incentive you had to go get in shape, foo, is out the window. Yeah. Now I can start eating pizza. Again, <laughs> Just drinking beer. No all more salads. <laughs> Let's talk about the top moments in the movie. Yes. One of the, my favorite moments in the movie was, and you guys will definitely agree, Captain America picking up the hammer oh. and wielding it. If not the best moment, mm -hmm. Hands down. Yeah, one yeah. of the top, if not the best The moment. way he uses it, like it's almost mm -hmm. natural to him. He, yeah. he Especially when he yeah. combines it with his shield, mm -hmm. when he was bouncing it off, beating the shit out of Thanos. That was great. Yeah. That was great. I mean, one of the so top many. ones was an Iron Man stole the, the stones. If back stones, yeah, and went he, at the and end. He said, "I am Iron Man." Yeah, that was fucking sick. Mm -hmm. That was hands down one of the. Oh, actually, I got one of the best when uh, they first went to go see Professor Hulk. That's when uh, Hulk and David Banner finally are able to coexist, mm -hmm. and he just takes over. And they're Bruce in the Banner. Bruce Banner does. Yes. You said well, David Banner. David Banner. Da Banner. In Banner. the TV show, it was I David know, Banner. I'm I know. Sorry. Because Excuse Bruce me. was considered too feminine of a male's name back then. Yeah, That's apparently. what I heard. Yeah, weird, weird. right? Anyway, TV, TV's, Bruce Banner. TV's weird. Yeah. Bruce Banner, yeah. So then they go the to... The 70s were weird. Yeah, God. No kidding. Uh, they go to the diner, and a bunch of kids, remember, they go up to Hulk, and they're like, oh, Hulk, can we take a picture? And he takes a selfie with them. Yeah. And then Ant-Man comes in. He's like, hey, kids, you want to take a picture with me? You guys want to take a picture with Ant-Man? And they're just like, who? Like, who? What? Yeah. <laughs> like, and who? then one kid even starts saying no. And Shakes his head vigorously. Yeah, and, and then Hulk Thor's just... like, no, he'll do it. And he's like, he's saying he doesn't want to. They draw it out. <laughs> yeah. The comedy in that scene is probably one of the best comedy scenes that Marvel ever has ever had. Well, when you have Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd's yeah. one of the best comedians, comedic sure. actors right now. He knows how to make something go longer than it really needs to uh like for instance when he's on conan he always has them show a scene from mac and me oh where God. the kid in the wheelchair oh my is going God. down the hill everybody uh after listening to the podcast go to youtube <laughs> and type in paul rudd on, on conan, conan and you'll get probably what like a 10 minute clip it's a 10 minute clip of him over the last what 15 years la yeah since he's been on conan he's every been time he's been on conan promoting a movie He's shown this clip and he presents it so well. Like he's actually going to show his a actual clip movie of the movie that he's promoting for that visit to Conan. And it just like 
trolls it. <laughs> oh completely. yeah, and Conan never like he never expects it. He always thinks it's gonna go well. Like he even it was, it was during the Ant Man movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Rudd was like, Marvel said I can't show that clip anymore, so <laughs> I gotta actually show a movie clip. So here we are, uh-huh. and then boom, it was that clip, and, and Conan's then Conan's like, so God pissed. damn it, like, God damn. every time. And even Conan at least is like, you've been doing that for over fifteen years. Every time I'm like, God damn show. <laughs> <laughs> shit's, shit's one of the great. funniest moments like in just like late night history paul rudd is is, is he's a gem he's a gem he's a fucking he's gem. a real gem and him in this movie really worked out uh i especially loved when they explained him you know being gone mm-hmm. for five years when it was really only five hours in his time for him yeah and we'll get into that a little later but, oh my god uh, the time travel was airtight i believe it was to like, me it was like that episode on community where they're just like using our uh our hydron collider and all the resources from the world oh like we they're have, able we to have, transport we have into reached, Earth we have reached complete peace and figured out a way to to transport to earth to to seek war he's like this is ridiculous peace. and the professor's like the science makes sense. The science <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> that's how that's how i felt when like they were going over the quantum realm stuff i was just like Fuck, they're right. They can. Which leads me to my next thing about this is that, you know, a lot of people are kind of shitting on the the time travel aspect of the movie. At least to me, the reason they're shitting on it is because they didn't get it. They didn't understand it. And the reason is, uh, another reason is that we, we've always been taught a different way in pop culture. Like uh, the Back, Back to, to the, the Future. future which term. they mentioned many times in Avengers. They even used that to try to explain it at oh first. Oh my God. And then Bruce Banner. And then fucking Paul Rudd. Yeah. It's just like, so Back, Back to, to the, the Future is a bunch, bunch of bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, him and Rhodey try to explain it their ways, and it's the Professor Hulk does a good job. They go out of their way to like take ten minutes of the movie to tell you what the rules of time travel are for the purposes of this movie. Yeah, it's it was done perfectly well, especially when Bruce goes back um, when they have to go after the Infinity Stone in the original Avengers movie, and he meets up with the Ancient One. Mm -hmm. And remember, she even said that when you take the stones. From each reality, it creates mm-hmm. a separate reality because yeah. the stones are reality in themselves. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they had to bring them back at the exact moment that they were taken. So that way no new reality was created. Right. However, where the movie does kind of create a little loophole. Is with Cap, right? No. Remember when Loki... What well, nobody's too, too talking oh, about. Yeah. I'm talking when about. he no pieces one is out about. with the Tesseract, why is nobody talking about that this? That right there created a new alternate timeline. Yep. So we may see that alternate timeline yep. of Loki being alive. I see that being and so ruling, necessary. Ruling that unit that that timeline yeah probably probably and he's getting his own show who's to say that episode one the pilot won't incorporate that little scene from avengers and oh that would be so oh god damn it marvel (laughs) they do they know what they're doing man they know what they're doing that's right because they had to go further back in time they're just like you know what i think i know another place where we can find that tesseract Mm -hmm. and then they just they they're just like well you know they pretty much just write that experience off and move on and they don't talk about it again because yeah. they accomplished what they had to, but they didn't take into account that Loki has created his own timeline. It, no, exactly. And But a lot of people, that that's going to be something completely great when we finally see what happens with that. Yeah, um, but a lot of people have gripes with the act of changing the past. And if you think about it, this is from an article on comicbook.com where they kind of help explain 
how it goes. Uh, it says, um, getting the stones and undoing things doesn't wipe out the snap, the dusting for the past five years. It would just allow them to bring the vanished into the present. Mm -hmm. It's a little confusing, but it works from a personal perspective. But that does lead to sort of a sub rule, if you will, and about time travel. And that is that if you change the past, an alternate timeline is then created from that moment. The example is clearly explained by the ancient one. When heroes go to battle New York, Bruce's current Professor Hulk attempts to take the time stone, understands why he needs it. And she explains that removing the stone from its place in time causes a new reality to fracture off. Mm -hmm. Since there is now there's now a, a way of knowing how it will impact, she doesn't want to hand him over until Doctor Strange pretty much confirms that Doctor Strange says the only way. Well, he or he, he handed it to. He, yeah, he's like he gave it to him. Like Doctor Strange gave him the stone. Like he gave it to Thanos. So he must have known that you know from a bigger picture that we were going to be able to move on mm -hmm. and 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 still try to win it. Yeah. It, it, and was especially with Tony Stark creating that time GPS mm -hmm. that allowed them to pinpoint exact time periods. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's how. I mean, it made it made sense, especially in the fact that they said you can't change their future because the future is already set. Mm -hmm. So whatever they did in the past, you can't alter the future at any point because you're still in that timeline. So like even like let me find the part where I explain it. So said so together. Those three concepts present a rules of the time train. If you do change the past, you end up creating a separate timeline, but you can avoid that by restoring the stones to the point where they're taken. Mm -hmm. And then, but of course, you don't exactly, uh, things don't exactly go as planned. Um, and then also when Cap goes back and stays back. Yeah. Uh, they, they say that it still doesn't affect everything that still happened when they go back to their own timeline. Yeah, it's it's still slightly confusing. Time travel, time travel is confusing. That's it why. is, mm -hmm. it is. But, but the, the, the the fact that you can create an alternate timeline kind of alleviates that confusion because mm -hmm. it's just it's a simple like, oh, okay, well, you know, everything they do here, from here on out is irrelevant in terms of how it's going to impact my reality because yeah. now I'm I'm branching out into a different timeline. Mm -hmm. So ah, I don't know. Well, uh, it just depends on how you want to look at it and how much you want to accept. Because if you could get past that, I mean, come on, people who are complaining about this, all I got to say is there's been a talking raccoon this entire time, <laughs> and, and that's what doesn't and, make and, sense. And, and, this and, is, and this is what you're pissed off about. And a tree. And yeah. a tree. <laughs> and a tree. Like, really? There's been a talking raccoon, a talking tree. Uh -huh. I, I mean, there's been uh, there's been a bunch of other crazier shit going down, and for you to focus on one thing <laughs> for the sake of complaining and trolling about it. Uh, you're you're robbing yourself of a good experience, I think. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I agree. So okay, so here is the part where they explain the <laughs> correct way to say that how to say this. So while Rhodey, War Machine, and Scott both have very specific ideas about time travel, thanks to movies such as Back to the Future and The Terminator, mm -hmm. the science folks are quick to explain that you can't go back in time and change the past to alter the future. In fact, that is the primary time rule time travel rule in endgame going into the past is the future thus making the future their past mm -hmm. the timeline as their traveler knows is already set it's their reality anything they do in the past will not change their own reality right so that's why no matter what when they so went that's back, why they couldn't prevent that from things. snapping uh -huh. but that's why they had to snap what they could restore yes and that's why, why they couldn't bring back gamora that, mm -hmm. yeah and that's why everyone was brought back into that timeline they just missed five years of their lives right 
Uh, and then uh, another loophole or another things people didn't really get was how did the hell did Thanos get to the future? Mm-hmm. Steph actually asked this question. How did he, was he able to get there without PEM particles? But he got PEM particles. Mm-hmm. That's if, right. If you remember Nebula. Nebula from the past who kidnapped the future Nebula stole mm-hmm. her PEM particles and gave them to Thanos who could then, you know, replicate it. He right. has the technology. And use it to bring his entire army. Wait, but how could he bring his entire army though? Using the PIM particles? Remember he had that one ship could bring like millions and millions of... It was like a mothership. Yeah. That had a bunch... It was Yeah, it was like a carrier of other ships to like bring with him. So if he can just have this ship come through whatever portal is created by using those, he did it that way. Yeah, because mm. remember that was the only thing that shot up mm-hmm. was that ship. It just started oh, growing. Oh, his, his main ship? His main ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that's how he came. He had a huge army though. That's why I don't understand. It's so. a huge ship. It's a huge ship. Damn, I must have underestimated the size of his ship. Yeah, yeah I mean, because it pretty much decimated everything around it. Think of the scale was kind of hard to really judge. Yeah, yeah, uh, it, it was because you got to understand it's 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 orbiting, so it's at a distance. So when you look at it, it doesn't look that big. But just think of it this way: the mothership in Independence Day, yeah, held the big ass fucking ships that cast a shadow over New York City, Washington D.C., and then you know, true, you know what? So the mothership can hold a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it it was it was great. It's crazy. I didn't. I thought for a second Bucky would become the next Captain America. You know, you would think, but it only makes sense when because, they, because in the comics, when Old Man Rogers, it can't when Steve Rogers becomes old because that does happen. He loses mm-hmm. something happens with the Super in, Soldier Serum mm-hmm. where it causes him to age drastically in the comics, mind you, not in the movie. He but I'm sure they borrowed that concept. Oh yeah, they did. They mm-hmm. they totally did. You know, in the comics, he hands it over to Sam. And Sam becomes like, Falcon. yeah, who the Falcon, who uh, then becomes, becomes Captain, Captain America, America, but he still dresses as the Falcon, but it's just all Captain America now. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you can't. I mean, the, he grew up knowing a specific set of skills. He's not going to abandon them just because oh, no, he's Captain America now. But still, yeah. yeah. But no, now he's now he has the shield. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on that? Who I know you well, were about to say something. About it that. makes sense too because. The, the reason Bucky only becomes Captain America is Was during because, Civil War. No, uh, yeah, during post, Civil post, War in post. the comics when Cap died, actually. Yeah. Because Cap died in Civil War. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense why they may give it to Sam because he obviously he didn't die. He no, yeah, the, yeah that, that part never happened. And, you know, who knows that Bucky would have even wanted to be Captain America. I mean, all the things that he's done. But yeah, but Bucky conscience. and Falcon have their own series coming out. So they who's do. to say a few seasons down the line that he might not embrace the moniker of Captain America instead of Sam from there? Well, or or Sam gives it to him, or there's two Captain Americas. Who knows how that, they're going to spin this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it can go any way, mm-hmm. you know, anyway. So, guys, let's talk about more Easter eggs. Yeah. I mean, uh, aside from, uh, you know, the the hammer that Captain America ends up wielding very nicely, mm-hmm. um, him going Avengers Assemble. Oh, finally, finally saying Avengers finally Assemble. Finally saying it. That was so great when he finally said it and all of them just showed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, another great scene was uh, when R- freaking Ronan, when they introduced Ronan and he's oh. killing all those Yakuza. Yeah. Yeah. He just fucks up that dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was dope. Jeremy Renner did a fantastic job as Hawkeye. Also, I mean, when yeah, Scarlet, so Scarlet Witch uh, sacrificed herself, that was a real uh, Black Widow. 
or yes. You're thinking of Scarlett Johansson, the actress. Yeah. But I, no, I, I got you. I got you. I do that sometimes too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. When she sacrificed herself, that was so. Uh, I thought the Gamora one was sad. That one was sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's kind of sad because it means you know pretty much going forward. Natalie Portman, Robert Downey Jr., and Chris Evans are out. You got the wrong one again. Jo- Scarlett Johansson, not Natalie what, Portman. What did I say? Oh, my bad. <laughs> Ooh, my bad. Natalie Portman hasn't been in this since Thor Dark Dark World. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, she made a nice, cool appearance. I thought. Yeah, that was that worked. Yeah, yeah, you know, that was serviceable. Where Rocket has to sneak in and try and poke her in the ass with that. <laughs> thing. That was great. Yeah. That was great. Uh, I can't wait to see Thor. And Guardians. And Guardians, the As Guardians of the Galaxy. I hope that that's what it's called. I hope so, too. Oh, my God. And I hope they just write hand right in the The A-S. As Guardians. Guardians. Dude, Chris Hemsworth is a beast of an actor. Yeah, he's not going to stop. He'll he'll keep going until he can't stop being... I love Thor. him as Thor. He's great. Yeah, he's it's perfect. perfect. He's perfect. As soon as they, as soon as Ragnarok, man, as soon as they gave him freedom with Ragnarok, he's done fantastic things with the character. It's agreed. I, I cannot explain how much I love it. Uh, something you didn't like though, Foo, was mm. uh, Rescue. Um, Pepper Potts's Iron Man. Armor. I didn't say I didn't like it. I'm just like, eh, it's a little out of place. I don't know. Did we really need that? Well, Foo, in the current comics, mm-hmm. the Iron Man suit is completely silver. Yeah, mm-hmm. in current comics. Mm-hmm. So that was a cool little shout out. Yeah, th- so that's another Easter egg that you can say. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I like that, and this had to be explained to me by you, Josh, but when he's in the elevator and, and it looks like they're going to recreate the scene from Civil War. Oh, or from uh, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, I'm sorry, where yeah. he beats the shit out of uh, all the guys in the elevator, but instead he turns the tables and it's just like Hill Hydra. Hydra. Apparently, uh, at some point in the comic books, he does end up being a part of hydra right yeah he yeah. does uh the red skull gets a hold of the re- reality stone and uh goes back and changes and, yeah well he had a he had the affinity gauntlet at one point and he goes back and just makes a quick like change he rewrites history and changes the fact that captain america becomes an undercover soldier of hydra mm-hmm. and he becomes um you know captain hydra uh-huh. In the comics, and yeah. he says, "Hail Hydra!" Right. So, uh, dude, when that when that, he said that, I was just like, "Oh, these motherfuckers!" Yeah. So, so that's a nice little Easter egg that if you don't read the comic books, you would completely miss. But without knowing anything, was still a cool moment. Yeah. Because that was very clever of him. Instead of like, why is he gonna burn the calories and fucking you know try to beat everybody's ass and create more pandemonium throughout the the building? Exactly. When he can just be like, "Hail Hydra!" They're on his side. He something. Takes the stone. Yeah. Something He's that done. they that that no one would have known at that point that was mm-hmm. great i was like dang it was a good job they right. they did a great job with that movie all around i'm gonna probably go watch it again in imax uh, i'd like to see it in uh 40x yeah do, is it gonna be in 40x i don't know but i want to look for it to yes. see who might have it <sighs> I, oh my god tell me real quick since we're just nerding the fuck out on this <laughs> um do they sell the complete infinity gauntlet 22 movies together and how much does it retail oh, for? Dude, that's wow. going to be at least be like a $250. Box box 250 for 22 movies? Oh, way I think more than way that. Yeah, that's selling. true. We're Maybe like 500 750 oh, I think I think we're at like 800 900 Because oh, if they're going to do this right, like a collectibles item, they're going to add a bunch of other cool shit true. to it. Good point. You know? Damn, I would... And they're, they they, they pretty <laughs> much are going to be giving at least half of the movies away mm-hmm. at no cost. Yeah. Because... Mm-hmm. Half of the movies is eleven. Even if they charge sixty bucks a movie, 
Uh, that's a, you know that's seven hundred dollars right there. If Disney's marketing department just wants to be a fucking beast and release like this entire collectibles, you're gonna have VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have Blu-rays, DVDs. You're gonna get. You're gonna have the fucking cassette tapes <laughs> out of Guardians of the Galaxy. You're gonna have a bunch of cool, memorable shit from throughout the movies. Oh, it's gonna be so expensive. Oh, dude. <laughs> They know what they're doing. Yeah, I got to get a mortgage out. Another <laughs> mortgage out. <laughs> to get all of this shit. Well, I think we've geeked out. Really? Is that I all we know. got? What, you got something else, food? No. I think Avengers is just something we, we have to just bask in entirely. And let's not ruin it with anything else. All right. Well, that was extremely satisfying. Very. We're going to take a short break. and We'll be right back with the joint report and the music highlights. So stick around. Experience Never Seen the World The Fallen Electric's debut album Featuring the title track Never Seen the World Go to thefallenelectric.com for all news Show dates and contact information Think Twice Know that I Have never seen the world I've never seen the world Are you on me? Give me some, I'll smoke you two under the table. It's from the bomb. Well, guys, I got this uh, article that came out uh, earlier this month. It's titled, Gross, Researchers Find Illicit Spanish Cannabis is Literally Shit. Oh, I don't know if what? you guys have heard, but if you get weed that comes out of Spain, uh-huh. there's high traces, like a lot of fecal matter in it. So specifically the hash that uh-huh. comes out of Spain and this this article refers to it as Spanibus. Spanibus. <laughs> so the Spanish researchers who recently analyzed 90 samples of hashish acquired in the Madrid region found that 75% of the hash nugs were contaminated with human feces. Ugh. So if you're smoking hash in Spain, there's a good chance that you're inhaling some really nasty shit. Damn, literally. literally. Yeah. <laughs> in the latest edition of the journal Forensic Science International, uh, scientists from two universities in Madrid reported that nearly 90% of the hashish samples that they tested were unsuitable for human consumption. Most, and like this is, we're talking 75% of the samples were contaminated with E. coli bacteria, which is a scientist's way of saying that they were contaminated with human poop. Gross. Yeah. It just wasn't, and and it wasn't just a trace amount either, like I explained a little bit earlier. The the contaminated samples all contain levels of the bacteria higher than the maximum allowed by the United States and European Union standards. So the poop taint. The poop. So (laughs) permeated the hash that 30% of the samples actually had fecal odor too. So it's just like, why even fucking bother? Wow, dude, that's. So Girl Scout cookies actually uh, looked Girl a little Scout bit more shitties. brown. They were like more like Thin Mints. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they should have made it look like a like a soft serve with little googly eyes on it. Uh, and it actually looks like sh- the, the shit emoji. Which, by the way, uh, can you believe that when uh, they created that emoji that it was supposed to be frozen yogurt? I don't buy that for a fucking bullshit. second. Bullshit. I don't, find, <laughs> I don't buy that for a fucking second. You could have colored it any other color. Right? Why did it have to be br- You could have made it pink. Like at yeah, least anime, yeah. ha- like they they make it all pink and look stupid. That, you know, <laughs> it's like come on. Well, that's not all, fellas. Ten percent of the samples contain high levels of aspergillus, 
uh, it's it's a fungus, so yes. it can it can uh, lead to pneumonia and serious health complications for people with weakened immune systems. Hence, the researchers concluded Spain's illicit hashish supply constitutes a public health issue. Uh, so, how did this happen? How did they fucking screw the pooch with making yeah, some quality hashish? Yeah, what the hashish? hell? They have just porta potties lined up all around their fucking grow. Mm. <laughs> just like take a shit, people. Uh, I mean. One of the things that really contributes to this is the outlawing of marijuana. The that the fact that it's still not uh, that there's an underground market for it, and there's there's no standards in place. There's nothing that is really protecting the public from getting some quality products. Uh, so that's one of the things that explains why this could have happened. Um, and uh, it's it's just a byproduct of prohibition, and it fucking sucks. <laughs> well, they just put a different meaning to the word shitty weed. Yes, dang, they sure did. Now, what happens if you were to be the um, the unlucky one to smoke or consume such hashish, such shit? So ingesting E. coli, because that's what it really oh, is in that's it. that's right. Because it's an E. coli. It's E. coli. It's yeah. in your shit. It's everybody's shit. Uh, this can cause nausea, diarrhea, oh. abdominal cramping, oh. vomiting, uh, either separately or in combination. <laughs> Jeez. That sounds so, like a bad time. You know, uh, one of the things that I've learned from Kevin and Bean, since we're talking about Kevin Bean earlier in the episode, uh, was that if you're going to call into work and for them to just not question what's wrong with you, you say it's coming out of every every hole. It's, yep, just, it's, it's coming, just coming out of, out of both ends. It's just coming out of both ends. And when you explain it that way, they'll just leave you alone. Yes, they will. You got a free day off. Yep. <laughs> Gee, wow. Yeah. So, uh, in extreme cases, this E. coli contamination has led to severe illness and death. So, in 2018, Damn. romaine lettuce, if you guys can remember, contaminated by that same bacteria, sickened more than 200 people in the U.S. and led to five deaths. It's not something that we can take lightly. Like, this is actually a, uh, a crisis <laughs> happening uh, to all stoners over in Spain. And uh, it has to stop right now. Yeah. Because, goddamn, dude. What if the Spanish government secretly contaminated mm. their poo their weed their poo their poo, with poo, weed their poo with weed <laughs> <laughs> yeah. since it's backwards day for me apparently i honestly think that those morons thought that they could use fertilizer to help mm-hmm. grow the weed yeah which it doesn't no <laughs> Uh, it'll hold, it'll help grow the plant, but it'll contaminate the shit out of your weed. Yeah, it's hard in the pun. <laughs> <laughs> now, another thing that really takes the cake with this is that not only do you have the to, shit cake, yeah, not only are you exposed to it by directly consuming it, but because you're smoking it, it now becomes airborne. Oh, so, yeah, that's true. So if you encounter this on a secondhand basis, you're gonna be shitting your pants too. You can be exposed to that same fungus. Because the fungus is airborne now. Come on, Spain. And now you're fucking up. So get your shit together, Spain. Literally. Get like, it together. And and take it out of your weed. Yes. <laughs> please. Yeah. Please. Oh man. So Foo, um <clears throat> do you still do you still not know what uh that clear wax that you're consuming is called? Um it's in the other room, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm genuinely impressed because, uh, and as you mentioned in the in the previous episode, this particular wax is clear because 
it's absent yeah. of butane. Almost absolutely no trace of anything. Any butane, yeah, any butane just, or any res- residue. Yeah, it's very white, very crystal clear. It's you very can, clean and very easy to like start taking like six dabs before you realize it. And it and from what you've told us, it's probably like twice as much THC content mm-hmm. in this rather than your regular wax. Especially due to the fact that um, they offer five hundred milligram and a thousand milligrams. Yeah. Of this wax, and yeah, the thousand one is just so pure and tasty, and oh my, like it almost looks white because you're stretching it out, yeah, to a certain mm-hmm. point when you're like before you you know you dab it, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's like a glue gun, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so it's so good, <laughs> so great. Well, um, if anybody goes regularly to your your local weed shop, be on the lookout for that stuff because it's it's pure. It's almost like a really clean high. Uh, whenever you've let me hit it on our uh, dab rig, it's it's a pleasant it's experience. For very sure. nice. Hell to yeah. the yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you guys got anything else? Um, the joint report Well, today? Fu, I think you're going to take a, one of these little uh, fortune uh, cookies. I'm going to take a, a, a spiked fortune cookie. Gonna, uh, it's Do you four, know the content on there? 40 milligrams. Ooh, you're going to have a nice want, I'm, I'm actually more uh, interested on what the actual fortune inside is. Because one of the things that really pisses me off about fortune cookies these days <laughs> is... Uh, yeah, yeah, we're taking a turn here. Okay. All right. Fucking okay. Fortune cookies don't give you fortune. They give you explanations of things that you should be doing. All of a sudden, fortune cookies have become a life coach. Wait, but what then what the hell is a fortune teller? I don't know. Now you, see, now you have holes in your logic. No, so. a fortune teller is telling you what's going to go down in the future rather than telling you what to do to improve your future. But isn't that essentially what a fortune, fortune cookie is too? Because it kind of tells you what's going to happen in nope. your future. No, no, it, tell, it gives you advice. A fortune cookie gives you advice these days rather than, t- rather than telling you you're going to win the lottery in a couple of years. Well, aren't we the ones that made fortune cookies? Like, yeah, it's not a Chinese it's thing. It's not a Chinese it was custom. created in San Francisco. America. Bastards. Fucking. Anyway, I think that's going to do it for the joint <laughs> report, everyone. <laughs> Smoke weed every day. Yeah. Well, last but not least, let's get it on with the music highlights. I said a hit. Well, today I wanted to highlight a couple of gems or, or that have been out for the last few years. Now, this is off of a band that I've already featured on the FUBAR show. This band's called The Heavy. Very entertaining, very funky. They blend a lot of genres together. Uh, this is off of their 2012 album called The Glorious Dead, and this song is called What Makes a Good Man.
fucking good. I think I've heard this before. It's been on commercials before, right? Uh, I don't know. Or maybe, maybe on a show. Maybe on like a show teaser. Yeah, perhaps. Or yeah. But it's the same band that sings that other song, uh, How You Like Me Now. Yeah. That's yeah. a good, it's a they're, good they're, they're solid, man. I've seen them once uh, live, and my God, that was a great time. These guys really bring it. They have a lot of energy on stage. They're really put together. Yeah, you can feel it. You can definitely feel it. Yeah, for sure, man. Fucking Brits. <laughs> <laughs> they know what's up, man. Uh, anyway, so this next one is a song that you chose for today, Josh. This is a Kendrick Lamar track. Yes, Good Kid from his uh, album, Good Kid, Mad City. Came out in 2012. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's take a listen before I talk about more about it. All right. Inside your desire to fire bullets that stray Track a tire, just tell you I'm tired and ran away I should ask a choir, what do you require? To sing a song that acquire me to have faith That's the record spin, I should pray For the record, I recognize that I'm easily prey I got eight alive yesterday I got Hannah my city building It's probably big, it's a building Me jumping off of the roof It's me just playing it safe But what am I supposed to do when the topic is red or blue And you understand that I ain't But no, I'm accustomed to just a couple That look for trouble and live in the street with rank No better picture to paint than me Walking from Bible study and call his homies because he had said he noticed my face from a function that took in place. They was wondering if I bang. Step on my neck and get blood on your Nike checks. I don't mind, cause one day you respect the good kid, Mad City. Mass hallucination, baby. And and this is one of this is one of my favorite songs on this album. Mm-hmm. Uh, this whole album is great in itself. It's almost like an opera, the way it plays. Uh-huh. Um, it came out in 2012. Uh, so you know, this is according to editor's notes, uh, West Coast hip-hop elders like Snoop Dogg and Dre virtually anointed Kendrick Lamar to carry on his legacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, his second studio rap, uh, the second studio album, Good Kid, Mad City, conceptual enough to be a rock opera, c- uh, certainly uplifts the uh, genre. He has different styles from swimming pools, which is more like a low-key Bone Thugs and Harmony ah. kind of style to ah. it, uh, to like um, Mad City, which has more of a prog rock feel to it. Oh, wow. And that's the one he actually played with uh, Imagine Dragons on oh, live. Okay. And then that was the one that was done really well when he did that live. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also, in, in the album itself, if you listen to some of the songs, he has little snippets of voice recordings from Conquests as a, as a teenager in Compton when he's hanging out with all his homies. And one part is like they're going to rob someone and they get shot. Uh, And then two voicemails from his parents calling him trying to see where the fuck he's at because he's got his mama's van. And he took his mama's van to go get laid. And (laughs) this is by far one of the best uh, albums he's had. Uh, I have it on vinyl and it still hits. Great album. Nice, dude. Uh, good choice, man. I can always uh, get down with some good Kendrick. Yeah. yeah. Kendrick Lamar knows what he's doing, man. For sure. <sighs> well, this last one that I brought in for today is uh, this band that's very much impressing me lately. Uh, every track on all of their albums mm-hmm. is, is, is go- it's great. This is a band that really nobody is talking about, uh, at least the people that I associate with. This is a band called The Dirty Nil. I've featured them on the show a couple of times in the past. Probably haven't featured their stuff maybe in like 30 episodes, but this is off of their Master Volume uh, album that I featured before, and this came out last year in 2018. This cool fucking track is called Pain of Infinity. Check it out. 
guy's fucking voice. Oh, man. Like, how do you belt out that shit and still be able to play the following night? Right? <laughs> Dang, that guy must be drinking a lot of tea with honey. Oh, dude, this guy's voice is insane. I've caught a couple of uh, live clips from YouTube, uh -huh. and this guy is exactly what he sounds like right now. This, he, he's insane. The <laughs> band is very tight and uh, very impressive to watch. I can't wait to have the chance to... Uh, see them live if they ever come into town, dude. Right on, uh, But everybody check out the Dirty Nil. They've done no wrong. Uh -huh. They've done no wrong. And um, I think in the next episode, I might even feature uh, another song from another band that has never done any wrong by me. Cage the Elephant has new music coming out real oh, soon. Oh, yeah, they do, actually. Dude, they, they never disappoint. No. Fool, you even got into Cage the Elephant back in oh, the yeah, day. Oh, yeah, they're they're pretty good. They're yeah, fucking badass, yeah, dude. They're dude. badass. Uh, it's so fun to watch, too. And it's a, it's a group of guys. And let's just... I don't want to shit on it, but... He's not the best singer in the world, but he makes yeah. it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He makes that shit work, dude, mm -hmm. in his own way. Dude. <sighs> well, guys, we geeked out. We talked about some shit in your weed, and we played some good tracks. Dang, man, I can't believe it's over, the Marvel run. <sighs> the Infinity For Saga. Now. The Infinity, Infinity saga, saga is over. That, But goddamn. Everyone, go see it. If you got to see it during the week, I mean, Fucking go, do, go it. do it. But I recommend do not drink anything during the movie uh, or before the movie. Because um, Josh, Josh missed the post-credits scene. Shut up. There is no post-credits scene, <laughs> you asshole. I know this for a fact. But I held it for three hours because I felt it 15 minutes in the beginning of the movie. Oh, you piece of shit. Like, you I'm holding just, it. I'm holding why it. Why didn't you go before? Mm, that's besides the point. Jesus I Christ. Well, you know, it's not my fault. Some asshole took 10 minutes to get from his car to the fucking theater and he was the first one to leave the goddamn house. Listen, 7-Eleven was calling my name. <laughs> you dickhead. <laughs> Such a Did dick. you miss the movie, man? So now you're just complaining. I missed the bathroom. That's what I missed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Good times, man. Well, everybody look out for some cool shit happening in the future with the Food Bar Show. And uh, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. I hope you all enjoyed the spoilers. And, and if these were spoilers to you, you're fucking up, man. Go see that fucking movie. Go see it. Yeah, for real. For sure. Well, thank you all very much for listening into the Foo Bar Show. Thank you for downloading the pod on most major podcast apps, subscribing, and telling a friend like a champ. You can always reach us at Foo Bar Show. That's FWOBarshow.com. And FWOBarshow is our handle on Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram. Check us out. Drop us a line, and we'll fill it up like a couple of foos. I've been Josie. I've been Josh. And I'm the Foo. And we're all signing off saying... Don't be a dick.